You know, I used to, when, when I first got out of the service, uh, if I needed something, I was, I was just, I, there wasn't going to be anything standing in my way. I was going to get it. And the Lord met me. Yes. Amen. You know, each of these these pillars that we're going to look at, I think there's thirteen of them. Uh, each of these pillar, pillars of God's word, uh, they can stand alone. Now follow me. Each one of them can stand alone and you can put your faith in one of them and be healed. You don't have to have all 13 of them. But uh, knowing and understanding all of them will make your faith even stronger because you're not basing receiving healing on just one thing. You can get it on one thing. The Lord will meet you. But when you've got, you've got, you know, faith, you've got the knowledge and the faith in all of them, it strengthens you. Okay? Um, you know, it, it really, it sounds laughable to anybody to, for anybody to question divine healing after, after you see it from the Word. So, number one, we're going to start off with this, and I know you've, you've heard it, uh, but have you got it? That's the kicker right there. So, number one, uh, sickness is from the devil. I know everybody has, uh, has heard this before. However, uh, when times of crisis come, what people say at that point is what's in their heart. I remember uh, I, was, I, had, uh, I was sick. Uh, I was in, in, in the barracks, and my pastor and a couple of brothers came, came to, to uh, check on me, and I just had a, had a fever. And... Uh, you know, they, they came in, and we were talking for a little bit, and, and uh, the pastor said, you know, do you want, want, uh, want me to get anything for you? You want me to do anything? What's inside comes out. And this, this was ex the extremely early period of my life in the, the Spirit-filled walk. And I said, no... The, the Lord's trying to, trying to do something in me right now with this. He's trying to teach me something. And you know when it came out of my mouth, if I could have grabbed it and put it back in, I would have. Because when it came out, I thought, that just doesn't sound right. But that's what I had been taught all of my life. And if you don't weed those things out, when you talk about weeding, what are you what are you talking about? You're talking about going and and taking a tool and chopping that thing at the roots so it'll die and throw it away. 
That's what you got to do. That unbelief, that junk that you've been taught somewhere, you got to you got to go and get get the hoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And start chopping. Yes. Chopping at the roots. Because some things, you know, if you whack it off above ground, it can keep growing. It may take a while. We don't want it. We don't want to give it a haircut. We want to cut it at the throat. So, Lydia was, was talking to some family the other day, and, and uh, they were... They were talking about this one had been diagnosed with this thing. And, you know, in the course of the conversation, we hit all of the relatives. You know, this one had been diagnosed with this. And, and this one had been told by a doctor this. And, you know. And um, the way they responded told us they were believing that that God was God was in this. Uh, let's see, what, where is it? Second Corinthians uh, ten thirteen. There's no, there's nothing that has befallen you that God doesn't help you. Let me come on, come on. Let me let me let me read this to you. I don't want to, I don't want to mess it up. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to men, to man. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. But notice, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. It doesn't say God brought that. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape. Why would he bring, bring something on you and then make a way of escape? That didn't make any sense. That you may be able to bear it. And knowing him, he makes you able to bear it and come out victorious. Overcoming it. Yes, amen. Amen. That's right. Anyway, the, 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 just hearing some of the things that they were saying, uh, and then I, I was in here in the office one day at, right after that, and I was just, oh my goodness, it was just really churning in me. I thought, oh my goodness, to know what's what's ahead if they don't get a hold of it. And I just, oh. But you know, if people won't receive the word, you know, if you, if you make a determination, I don't know everything, but God does. I want to be teachable even if I have to swallow my pride and humble myself, that's where the benefits are. That's where the blessings are. If I put my pride up, 
you know, I'm not, no. I'm not going to change what I believe. I know what I believe. You know, that pride will be your downfall. And it doesn't have to be that way. Um, let me, let me, I want you to, to see this. Go to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 7. And let's start in verse 12. I have a, uh, a header, I guess you'd call it. Right above verse 12, it says, Blessings of Obedience. And then it starts in verse 12, And it shall come to pass, because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep, keep with you the co covenant and the mercy which he swore to your fathers. And he will love you and bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your land, your grain, and your new wine, and your oil, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks, your flock in the land of which he swore to your fathers to give you. Now, so far, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. Verse 14, you shall be blessed above all people. Yeah. Amen. You shall not be, uh, you shall, there, there shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. So in the house and out in the barn. Now, this is the one I want you to see, verse 15. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt. The King James says the evil diseases. I like that better. The evil diseases of Egypt, the world, which you have known, but will lay them on all those who hate you. He said he'll take away, not put on. Um, so, the first thing you have to do, do is is to shake off, to shake off, because the world trains you, and even in the church you're trained. That sickness and disease are a part of life. Now listen to me. The world tells you that. You hear it on the TV all the time. You hear it on the radio. You hear it in some churches. God strike me down with lightning if I ever say it from this pulpit. You got to shake off that sickness and disease are a part of life. 
And here's something that you hear regularly. Well, you know, I'm turning 50 and the eyes are the first things to go. When winter comes around, I always get sick. I always get the flu. And then, you know, when, when spring comes, oh, my allergies flare up. You know, I used to, I, I used to say this. I, I, I learned better, but I used to say, you know, people get a cold, and they, they have it for two or three, four days, and then they get over it. When I get a cold, it lasts me two weeks to get rid of it. I used to say that. And uh, when, I, when I began to find out about what the Word says, I thought, no wonder I kept it for two weeks. I've been saying it. When you see sickness and disease as a part of life, you'll always have it. Now, if you don't write down anything, write that one down. Because that will be a, be a help to you. When you see sickness and disease as part of life, I mean, the world tells you, well, you know, it's just something everybody gets. Everybody has to deal with it. When you see sickness and disease as a part of life, you'll always have it. When you see sickness and disease as something that comes from the devil, then, you'll, then something will rise up in you, in your spirit, and you'll attack that and throw it, all, throw it out of your life and out of the lives of other people. Well, you know, how do you know that sickness and disease comes from the devil? Okay? I mean, we're, we're working on pillars. Okay? How do you know? I'm going to give you three, three scriptures that clearly tags him as the problem. He's the author of sickness and disease. Job chapter 2, verse 7. It says, Then went Satan from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Now, I know people, it uh, depends on the translations that you, you, uh, you read. The way some, some translators translate parts of Job, you would say, well, see, God and the devil were working together on Job. No, he, no. You have to read the whole book, and you, you, then you see what's being said. Okay? Um, there's, there's, there's just way too many people that interpret the book of Job as, as the book where God stopped blessing people and started, started to curse people. Then, then, there, then there's people that'll tell you that God made Job sick. Well, baby, back up and read Job 2.7 again. Then went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord and smote Job. Smote him with boils. You know, uh, 
God wasn't the author of Job's sickness. In fact, uh, in, in the last chapter of Job, it, talk, it says that God blessed Job with twice what he had, what he had lost. Yes. Yes. Blessed him tw with twice as much. Amen. Twice as much as, uh, with the exception of the wife that he had. <laughs> the Lord had mercy. <laughs> Satan was the author of sickness, Job's sickness and disease. <laughs> Uh, look at Job chapter 3, verse 25. You know, uh, if you, Brother Hagin used to teach us, he said, if you'll listen to people long enough, they'll tell you what the problem is, where the problem started. So here's Job. Job 3.25. Is he makes this statement. He says, For the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. God didn't put this on Job. It was the devil. But see, Job got into fear. And it, it, it wasn't just a little fear. He said, that which I greatly. So it, this has been something that has been working on him for a long time. And he's been talking it. And he opened the door for the enemy to get in. Job, uh, I'm sorry, Proverbs 10, verse 24. I hope you, you mark this one because this will help you. Proverbs 10, 24. The fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him. But the desire of the righteous shall be granted. You say, but Job wasn't a wicked person. No, but when you, in, when you become involved in wicked activities, you'll reap the same results. Don't get into fear. Let's go over to Luke chapter 13. Luke 13. Uh, you know, this is not exactly a hoop and holler, run, run the aisles kind of a message. Oh, but, uh, you know, when, when the stuff hits the fan, if you get this in your heart, you'll, you'll hoop and holler and run. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translations. Luke chapter 13, starting in verse 10. It says, one Sabbath day, okay, Job, Satan left the presence of God and, and put boils on Job. That's number one. Here's number two. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who had been crippled, who had been crippled by an evil spirit. I believe the King James says a spirit of infirmity. She had been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. I think today we would probably put a, a, a tag on that of, of uh, arthritis. She had a severe case of arthritis. 
It says in verse 12, When Jesus saw her, he called her over, over and said, Daughter, a dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her, and instantly she, she could stand straight. How she praised God. I want, to, I want you to, to notice something here. Uh, God didn't receive any glory when she was sick. When she was bent over, God, God didn't receive any glory at all, like some people say. You know, it, it's amazing religious people will say things that only... Uh, leave you in pain and suffering. But Jesus comes along and sets people free. God received glory only when she was healed. Religious people will say, well, you know, God's putting, God's getting glory for what what you're dealing with, that for the sickness that you're going through. Or they'll say, for, for what He put on you. He's getting glory for what He put on you. Yeah. Now, you may have never heard that, and I hope you never do, but I have. Yeah. And I thought, dear God, the Bible clearly teaches that's not true. Drop down to verse 14. But the leader in charge of the synagogue, was indignant that Jesus had healed, healed her on the Sabbath day. There's six days of the week for work, for working. He said to the crowd, come on those days and be healed, not on the Sabbath. You know, if Jesus had done it then, he would have probably still been griping. Yep. Verse 15, and the Lord replied, you hypocrite, each one of you work on the Sabbath day. Don't you untie your ox or your donkey and, uh, from its stall on the Sabbath and lead it, lead it to water? This dear woman, a daughter of Abraham, he's talking covenant now. This is a covenant God has made with Abraham's descendants. Has been healed, in, has been held in bondage by Satan. Now notice, he is very plain who is the problem. Held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. Isn't it right that she be released even on the Sabbath? Well, they couldn't, they couldn't come back and argue with that. Jesus clearly identified Satan as the author of that woman's problem. Acts chapter 10. Here's another, another scripture. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. This is the New Living Translation. And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing. Doing good and. Notice how he lumps doing good and healing together doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Now look at that. 
So devil's on one side and God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are on the other side. I mean, it's blatant. You, 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 can't, you can't lump God and the devil no. together. No. Or God uh, and the devil's activities. Right. Amen. Just, just doesn't go. Don't, don't ever let anybody mislead you. I don't care how charismatic, how persuasive they are. God is not the author of bad. God is the author of good. Yes. Psalms 119, verse 68. This is the, the New Living Bible. I really like the way this is worded. You are good and do only good. Amen. That's right. You are good and you do. Let me ask you something. If you have a child, would you put uh, uh, some horrible disease on them? <laughs> Knowing that it's going to cause them to suffer? I mean, if you do, if you would do something like that, you need to be put in jail. Jesus, this is the, the uh, Passion Translation. Jesus said over in 10, 10, John 10.10, 10, The thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. Now, you know, that's, that's a shame. I didn't hear one amen. You know, you ought to be up in the chairs going, Woo! Glory! 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 Come on. The thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. That is, that is our God. Where's Benny Kay? Where are you, baby? You need to take him out and talk to him. He's being obedient. Slow reaction, I understand. <laughs> Jesus went about doing good and healing all. How many does God want to heal? All that are oppressed of the devil, and the devil is the oppressor. One pastor, one pastor worded, worded it like this. God's a good God, and the devil's a bad devil. That's really simple, but it's the truth. 
activate your faith for divine healing by settling that sickness is from the devil. Sickness is not, not uh, an inevitable part of life. It is not an inevitable part of life. It is not, a, not an expected part of old age. You know, I, I, was, I was on the phone talking with somebody, and uh, uh, this guy, you know, we're, we're having a conversation. I'm, I'm giving him the information that he needs for something. And, uh, and he's, finally he asked, how old are you? And I told him. He goes, really? You don't sound that old. And I thought, well, thank you. Sickness, listen, sickness is from the devil. It's not a part of life nor a part of old age for the believer. Mary Jo, have you got that uh, thing on, on healing scriptures? Yes. You can't take it out in the wind. It would all fall apart. It's so windy today. You've already destroyed that new one I gave you? Ah. Uh -huh. um, there's there's a scripture. I've got this thing that's just it's it's only healing scriptures. And uh, one of a, one of the one out of the. Um, I'm trying to remember where it is, but it it says God. This translation says that uh, he delivers delivers us from all sickness and disease and they will by no means come upon you. Something like that. Will not come. He, ha he has provided that, that as part of our covenant. But you know, too many people, they, they think that's, that's a part of old age because everybody else is having the problem. And if you listen to everybody else, they're talking that stuff. They're believing it. They're, they're believing it. Some people talk about my diabetes, my heart condition. Did you hear what he said? There's people that are claiming it. They're saying, my, my, my. Jesus already took it. It's not yours. That's a trap of the enemy for you to, to claim those things. Yes, amen. Amen. Why would you want something like that? Why would you say? But see, it's such a, it's such a part of culture uh, for people to say, my. The doctors say, well, you have. And so we go, well, I have my, but what did Jesus say? He took our infirmities. He bore our sicknesses and our diseases. And with his stripes, we were. So in his, his thinking, it's done. But what are you saying? 
We have to agree with the right, right person. Let's all stand. Take this home and digest it. One time, uh, Lydia, we, Lydia and I had, I think it was the first year of marriage, maybe, first or second. And uh, let's see, how did, how was it? Um, you know, we, we have this thing that says when it rains, it pours. Yeah. I, I don't remember if it, if it was that one. Something was said. And Lydia looked at me, and we both got it at the same time. We're not saying that ever again. Because it was just—it was like opening the door wide and say, "Devil, bring your stuff on in." And I thought we just said no, never again. Amen. Anyway. Amen. Amen. It's—it's it's really. It's really a great uh, breakthrough to, to get that settled in our hearts. Sickness is of the devil. It's not a God. Um, you know, when you've been a long time away from that, and you hear somebody from your family tell you, well, you know, the Lord's not going to put any more on me than what I can bear. You think, oh, dear Lord, I didn't even know that people still said that. Um, but, but, you know, then we'll go to the doctor who has been trained, or should have been trained, to help us fight disease. But people do that, even believing God put it on them for some reason. So if you truly, truly believe that's of God, why do you want to go to the, to the doctor to help you get rid of it? I know that you have heard this many times before, but let's meditate on it again. Yes, amen. 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 That's good. Why would you want to go to the doctor to get out of the will of God if you believe he put it on you? Yeah, so quit believing that was the will of God because it never was. So we're not against doctors, doc doctors especially that, 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 that uh, you know, with you to fight it and get rid of it. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, we have a doctor that we go to, to that, that, you know, we got to a certain point we realize it's smart to get yearly checkups, yeah. you know. And he'll, he'll lay hands and pray for us. After he's already checked everything. Yeah. Well, you know, he does. He's done a lot. Of, you know, and he releases faith. Glory to God. So, you know, a smart doctor knows that sickness is an enemy. It's not something you just want to accept. So, so let's just settle it in our hearts. God wants me well. Yes. Yes. Amen. And he, he will provide the way of escape. I mean, that scripture that we read, but people just quote that part, oh, he'll not give me more than I can bear. Yeah. They forget that he's going to provide the way of escape. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When I have conversations like that with my family and I give them the other side of the scripture, they go, oh, Lydia, you always have some answer. Well, it's the word of God has the answers. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm glad I married that a woman that, that has answers. Well, answers out of the word. From the word of God. Amen. From the word of God. Don't just accept anything that comes to your head. Analyze it through the light of the word. Yes. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the ministry of the Holy Spirit that is, that is here to help us, to teach us, to bring understanding of your word. Amen. And we give glory to you, Father, for what thank you're doing in our lives and in this church. And we are very careful to give you all the credit and the glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Uh, if some of you men would be so kind.